This is Bert Kreischer, and you're listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Visit us anytime at youtube.com forward slash yuck yucks to watch stand-up comedy clips of some of your favorite comedians. Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP. What's going on, my little yuckamaniacs? This is Jake Hirsch, the host and star of the one-man show, the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Thank you very much, everybody. Yay! <laughs> How's it going? Oh, in a much better mood uh, now. My back, I took a couple of Robaxes. Uh, no, they're not uh, They're not the fentanyl type. These are the uh, per, uh, just the store-grade uh, back... Uh, Ones for your back, man. Man, I, you know, you would think by just my appearance alone that, you know, I know that I have a uh, statuesque buddy of a Greek god. Uh, I was holding a camera for about four hours today. So that's the, uh, yeah, that's the reason why I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hurting right now. <laughs> Such a pussy. I swear to God. I used to be tough. I did. I swear to God. I used to be like a tough guy. Yeah, okay, maybe. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to the show. Uh, we got a Dynamite one lined up for you today. Um, thank you, everybody, for all the uh, fantastic uh, emails and and, uh, and every time people tweet out about the show. Um, I had somebody call me the other night, too. It was uh, it was really funny. I had somebody call me the other night and just say, hey, man, I just uh, wanted to tell you I, I love the show. I love the show, man. You're, you know, you're kicking ass. I'm like, thanks, dude. That's really cool. Had no idea who he was, but... Uh, that's what you get when you post your number publicly on websites. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. We have a fantastic one, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, the very funny, very talented Mr. Andrew Albert uh, is on the show today. Yes, yes, Andrew Albert. We've been trying to link this up. And the funny part is that I think what people don't understand about this is that I will book my own guest if I am in a pinch or I need to, you know, uh, if things aren't set up or, or if a, a guest bails on us, which, is, which has happened before. Um, but usually my producer, uh, Kira, uh, I've got two producers there. I've got, uh, the, the show producer, Kira, who, uh, you know, is in charge of, uh, you know, lining up the thing. She kind of is the, is the mom of the entire podcast. Yes. Yeah, she kind of oversees everything and, uh, reaches out and books guests. And that's how I'm able to get such fat, fabulous names and, and, uh, and guests and stuff like that for the show. Uh, but sometimes, uh, they will fall through and it's, I'm left up to my own uh, devices to, uh, to go and find people. So, uh, I, after a while I was like, you know what? It's so funny. Cause we focus so much on who's coming, you know, through, uh, from Toronto or who's up from the States or whatever that I rarely ever stop and go, well, holy shit. I live in a city where there's tons of people that I can reach out to tons of yucks comics that live here that I have not had a opportunity to sit down with. Um, I, people like Lori Ferguson Ford, Scott Dumas, uh, so many people, Jason Fredrickson, just a ton of people locally that I have not had a chance, uh, to do the podcast with. And I really want to, uh, this week though, I did, we've been talking about this forever, myself and Andrew Albert, what a 
fantastic guy. Uh, I, we've gotten a chance to kind of hang out lately. I've I've gone and I've seen Andrew perform, and you know we've always chatted it up. Uh, I oh I, I just I've always had my eye on the guy. Just a fantastic talent, very funny, uh, and engages the crowd so well. And he's just so animated and such a force on stage that I'm like, man, how have I not sat down with him? So, but he's very busy. He's on the road all the time. So I'm not going to put it all on myself. He's a very very busy guy. But uh, hey, why ruin a perfectly good? Uh, explanation with a real shitty excuse. Um, I'm just glad that we got to sit down because I had no idea what Andrew's background was, uh, where he was from, how he got into comedy. And this interview, we kind of lay it all out. Uh, he talks very candidly about uh, how he got involved in it, uh, his background, his family, uh, and, and just kind of what inspires him today. And and this was just an interview, like I said, I just really had my heart set on getting, and I'm glad we finally got to sit down and do it. And it turns out, like, you know, we're the same age, and we got a lot of the same interests, and it sounds like I'm building a case to uh, to have a new friend here, folks. That's right, me and Andrew Albert are BFFs. In case you guys are uh, wondering. No, uh, awesome, dude. We had a great time. Uh, let's go check out the interview right now because, uh, like I said, this is one not to miss. If you have seen this guy, uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, I encourage that you uh, please go out and, and see him if you have a chance. He's touring all the time. He's o always all over Canada. And uh, turns out he's an American. And he's one of the very few comics I know that has not said, I want to go to the States. I want to go to the States. Like, you know, hey, if it happens, it happens. But it just seems like he's having a great time. And it shows on stage. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Andrew Albert. Doing great, man. Thanks for taking the time. This has been a long time coming. I know we've talked about this uh, before, didn't we? Yeah, I think it's been a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> we've been in the business for a year, but yeah. we've been talking about this for years. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been definitely for a year anyway. <laughs> that's for sure. We are at uh, Casa de la uh, Albert. Uh, great view of the city. Jesus Christ. It man. is a good realize. view of the city, eh? I never noticed that until you flipped open the blinds. I know. And we're Stand like we're we're in what would be the baby's room. This is a <laughs> this is a comics wet dream apartment right here. This is this is yeah. great great location. The one bedroom and the living room is the size of a baby's room. <laughs> I got I got a two seater couch that we can't even sit on it together. We're two full grown men. Oh, this is dynamite, man. So okay, so for people that do not know where like where are you from, man? Are you from Calgary? Like where the hell are you from? No, I'm originally originally from the East Coast. I, really? Uh, yeah, I was born in uh, Northern maine and i uh, came across to canada when i was uh about six years old how did that all happen like what you're... it was just uh, yeah just circumstance man uh family my... working down there or... yeah my uh so it was a border town i just really went across the bridge mm -hmm. um but what had happened is uh my mom uh american my uh father uh, american and he died when I was uh, 22 months or so. No shit. And my mom remarried, and he uh, lived on the other side of the border. So um, out of town. Yeah, we ended up uh, when I was six, I went to great, did all my schooling in Canada. Thank God, I can right. find uh, Florida on a map, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still don't know where the fuck Idaho is, but whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares about <laughs> Idaho? <laughs> I can find it. I know what it's shaped So like. are you American then? I am so American. So you're technically, yeah, you've yep. got citizenship and everything. I've got, the dual, I've got wow. the dual passport, which is convenient, but I really haven't taken much advantage of it. As far as the comedy world is concerned, anyway, uh, I am going to uh, down to Seattle at the end of April for my first time. Nice. I got to uh, figure that out. I got a dead week and uh, before that, so I'm trying to get, uh, there's this famous guy, uh, like infamous. Right. 
kind of like our own Stu Hughes in in Calgary, right? right like right. his name's David Tribble, and I've heard many mentions of like people have said. I'm not a real huge podcast podcast listener, yeah. But many people have said like all the great comics talk about the hell gigs that this that guy puts them yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No that they've way. done with David Tribble. <laughs> so I'm finally doing a David Tribble gig, and I'm actually kind of fucking excited about it. It's gonna it. be one for the books, man. I know. I'm pretty, wow. Yeah. So I, I sent him a message just the other day, seeing if he's he's added any shows because he was like, well, maybe I could fly you into. That's why I brought up Idaho. <laughs> he's like, I can fly you into Idaho, and then you go up to Montana. And then he's like, then you cross, he kind of, well, you're kind of doing like a backwards L, but we'll figure it out. You know, I was like, oh, fuck it. It's going to be good. And then when you ask them about gigs in the States, man, they're, they're like, I just, that's why I haven't gotten into the States, man. It's like, there's no fucking money there. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. such it's a tough, grind, man. right? But yeah. then when you make it, it's like huge. You yeah. know what I mean? Then yeah, you yeah. Get a it's a big, big thing. jump in between. Yeah. Huge, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, but because when I was talking to him about outside bar gigs and stuff like up here, right? You know, in oil world anyway, you know. Sure. I mean, even though even though the economy's been bad the last couple of years, we're still to headline. And hopefully, you're catching somewhere between six and a thousand bucks. Right. You know, like right. you actually you can you can pay your rent at the end sure. of the month. When I was talking to this guy, he was talking, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll sit you up, yeah, and, you know, each show, you're probably catching, like, 150, 200 bucks, you know, <laughs> and in my head, I'm thinking, okay, that's American, so times, like, 0.3 and add that, so, God, at least it's $260, oh, my God, they crazy. crazy to drive all the way and cross oh, the border. Oh, man, is that, is, is, is it worth it, though, for, I think it's worth it for some comics just to get their name out there, though, is that, it's, is that the... You know what, it's possible, man, yeah. I'm just, go, I'm just going to go see that part of the country, Quite frankly, I've never been to Washington, right? And I lined up uh, Vancouver and Abbotsford the week okay. the weekends after. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna call it. Uh, I'm just gonna just take a, a bath on excursion it. Excursion down there. An excursion. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go have some fun. Check it out. Absolutely. Check out. I've never been to Washington State. I'm a big wine nerd too. And yeah, yeah. A, that's right. Yeah. Of, uh, there's a lot of great uh, wineries. And yeah. Stuff. There's a lot yeah. of great wine in Washington. That's dynamite, man. So okay. So what's on the other side of Maine then? So that's what Nova Scotia, no, that's New, New Brunswick. Well, Nova Scotia is across the water. It's New Brunswick. New Brunswick. Okay. Like, they share a border, like a hell of a lot of it. You know how Maine is like cut yeah, straight on yeah, one yeah. side? Yeah. The other side is New Brunswick. New Brunswick. It runs That's all the right. way up the side of New Brunswick. So then you grew up there then? Yeah. What was that like? It was nice. It was a perfect childhood, man, because I had, I grew up, uh, I grew up, we had a cottage that was half an hour from the house. Sure. Uh, dad, uh, he, my stepfather, uh, my dad that yeah. I know. Uh, he worked in the paper industry, so um, okay. it was just half an hour to the cottage, and we spent all our weekends there. So I grew up, you know what I mean? Yeah, killing birds in the no woods, shit. and yeah. like like any kid yeah, yeah. In, in New Brunswick, right? <laughs> <laughs> Smoking pot when I was twelve, and those ridiculous things. Yeah. But um, then we moved to Montreal when I was sixteen, so that actually I think was the real perfect time. That's a crazy right? switch. And for... then you can, and then my dad was in the in the was still in the consulting world of the of, of industry so right. he, he had you know seats for the the hockey games and we had uh, tickets so for all the baseball games very well taken and care of you get to see black sabbath and iron maiden no you know what i mean way. going from yeah. the little town and yeah, then you're yeah. 16 and you get to see the big city it was it was i wouldn't change my childhood for anything man i i love how it played out that's the one place i want to go to in canada man montreal i've heard so many amazing things you have never been to montreal never been to montreal well you're probably going are you going to go this year i need to go this year yeah well we i was for, just talking uh, to yeah JFL. yeah that's what i want yeah that's what yeah zoe said you should come out and, and check it out i think oh, it'd be dynamite oh, absolutely, man absolutely bro that'd be so much fun um 
Yeah, my, my, my brother uh, he used to play in a band, travel all across Canada, and uh, they he said that was the one place in Canada he loved. He still goes back and just does like little vacations there. Yeah, I spent 16 years of my life in Montreal, so I still wow. have friends. I actually, I'm dating a lady uh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Montreal right yeah. now. Um, I'm going back in a couple of weeks. I uh, I kind I kind of been splitting my time now. Yeah. I'm kind of half here, half there. Yeah. Um, Does that feel like home now a bit too? Well, I, yes and no. You know, it, it to me the only problem with being uh, English in Montreal is um, you gotta travel. You know, there's right. just not because when when I out east, it's it's almost like those American gigs that I was talking about. Like right. there's. There's those shady, slimy guys promoting shows, and they're sure. like, "Yeah, yeah, it's a Friday night. I got two hundred and fifty bucks for you." And you're like, "What the <laughs> fuck? I can't. I'm a professional here. Like, yeah, who yeah, the yeah. fuck works a week for two hundred and fifty bucks? Like, guy, what, what's going on here? Yeah. You know? and of course, I'm stuck out there, so I'm like, I'll take it. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, yeah, thank it's you. What are my options? But, yeah, yeah. And I'm driving to Cornwall to do a theater. <laughs> 250 bucks but then again there was nobody hard it was hardly anybody there so i i think i made actually more on merch no that way night than you did on the yeah, actual yeah, show I probably you know what i mean like i probably had 10 sold 10 cds and made 200 bucks i made almost as much on cds <laughs> the gig with the, with the 15 people that were in the crowd they were just so kind and oh they, my god i think they appreciated the fact that you know somebody came to their town and whatever but, man. when did you start getting into comedy when you were growing up like what was the first bug well, the first bug would have definitely been like early childhood. Right. That was, I remember being um, grade six, grade, uh, like, oh yeah, even before that, uh, right, grade four, grade five. Sure. Um, listening to uh, Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. Yeah. And thinking like, oh my God, if like, and, oh, and there was also French guys. It was Rocket Bells Array. They, uh, they, uh, they were like a French sketch team and oh, okay. they're huge in Quebec. Like yeah. in Quebec, those guys make a fortune. It's like they make triple what we make traveling the whole country and they that's only have crazy. to travel one province. It's yeah, fucking yeah. insane. The that's Quebec, nuts. that's one thing that the Quebec, the Quebecers do very well or they treat their artists like stars. Yeah. Um, but I remember back when I was a kid, I would always do some sort of performance. Like at the, you know, at the end of school, there would always be the, the dance or the, right. you know, I, okay, don't tell anybody this, <laughs> <laughs> but I can remember grade five right. doing a dance with Christina McLean. And it was like, cause you're a kid, you're like 12 or yeah. whatever, or, yeah, yeah. or 11, you know, <laughs> and we danced to, oh my God, what was it? It was Wham. I know, oh, so nice, gay, nice. So gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wearing black pants. And she was wearing <laughs> white pants, and I was wearing white shirt. She was wearing black shirt, and we had checkered hats. And it was that wake me up before, before you, you go. go. <laughs> I know. But that's like when you're a kid, you're you're all innocent, and then grade six, yeah, we did Beastie Boys. Uh, we did just like we just lip synced and we walked around with shotguns. To no way. Me and my homies <laughs> in a quart of beer, run across the land, kicking up sand. We're fucking we, we're mock drinking beers, empty beer bottles on the stage. Our parents were so upset. Christina McLean and Tracy Murphy danced instead of wake me up to go go. It was freaking Samantha Fox. Touch me. <laughs> Touch me. I want to feel your body. Grade six, and they're touching their freaking nannies. It was, oh, my God. It was so Oh, awesome. man. It's, but those are the years, eh? It's like you become, I love like those a, times, you become man. a baby teen all yeah. of a sudden. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going <laughs> to fucking insane. Anyway, I always 
always did something. And I can remember asking my brother when I was a kid, I was like, is this funny? Can I, you know, I'm always interrupting. Yeah. He's, he's three years older. He's always making out on the couch with his girlfriend. Right. I'm interrupting him. I'm like, <laughs> okay, if I said this, would that be funny? You know, and I, I remember I, I started little notebooks and I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do this. Or but I just never had the confidence. Well, I mean, it's, it's scary to sure. stand up. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and the only references you have are freaking the Eddie Murphy, the the Raw. Like, right, I, I right. watched that album 7,000 yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then you find out later in life he wasn't even really a comedian. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's an actor. Exactly. He's, an, he's actor. an actor that acted comedy. <laughs> Good job. He, did that. he acted the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. But um, <clears throat> so it ended up being uh, university. My uh, roommate... For all three years, of course, you always meet all your friends on your floor right. in residence. In res, yeah, yeah. And then the next year, we moved out and uh, we stayed together for those. We were together all th- uh, three years. Uh, my buddy Dave Johnson, and he was the doorman at Yucks in Windsor, Ontario. No shit. So this is back in like ninety six, ninety seven. Wow. And I think it was ninety seven, and that was they had that Yuck Yucks contest for the next amateur. Right. Right. He still maintains I won it. Yeah. But there was this guy, Tim, there, and he was more. I was my first time. Holy shit, man. And I placed second. Wow. I got the T-shirt. Yeah. And this guy, (laughs) Tim, who Dave still maintains that I destroyed him. Yeah. But, I mean, they can't send the kid that. Because there's also a thing when when you go, your first time is usually. I mean, I've seen a lot of people fucking suck the right. first time, but there's also a lot of people that you just have a serious, amazing energy about it, and right, you're right. so excited that yeah, yeah. it really, that a lot of times through. it comes off like a firecracker. Right, and right. And then I love, I always love watching those kids come back, you know, time three, four, five, and right. then just like all their friends aren't there anymore. And, and then just they just fucking bomb. fucking eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's harder than you thought. <laughs> Yeah, I think can't. it does. It gives comics a lot of well, not even like comics, but first time people, uh, a lot of false sense of uh, well, of, of accomplishment. Eighteen friends in the room. Exactly, right? exactly. And they said the word cheering loud, and, and somehow they got away with it. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, exactly. Oh, no, you can't get away with that on a regular <laughs> night, and all your friends aren't there. You know what I mean? Like, oh and, man! And you just watch them crash and burn, but you learn. You learn. And what you were learn. you going to school for? I took communication, so communication. I, okay, yeah, I was totally going to get into. I wanted to get into the radio world. Right, I, I right. Was, I wanted to be morning guy. Yeah, yeah. When I was in uh, CGEP in Quebec, they have kind of like a pre-college. It's like a great, basically it would be like grade 12, 13. Right. I was I was always at the radio station. It was like, uh, yeah, that was the direction I totally wanted to go in. Yeah. And then in university, I remember it was even my radio prof was like, yeah, you guys picked the terrible time <laughs> to, to get into <laughs> fucking radio, right? I love it. Because <laughs> back in the mid-90s, that's when the Don Imus is, the Howard Stearns. Yeah. Can you think of that in with with a guy like Howard Stern? Think of how many, at one point, I don't know if it's probably not anymore, mm-hmm. but at one point in those years, right. think how many fucking markets he was in. Oh, man. That's All three across. jobs Absolutely. for every city. Yeah, three jobs gone. Three jobs gone. Absolutely, every, he's in two hundred markets. He just I remember jobs. living in Los Angeles, and he was out there every morning. Like it was, it yeah. like they were we being broadcasted out every morning. Yeah. So your morning show is gone. Those are the absolutely. Top, those are the guys that get top pay, top dollar right. in the radio station. Right. Out the window. Gone. So um, yeah, he was explaining to us. He's like, "You guys picked a terrible time," and then I and then I caught the bug. Right. I I caught the comedy bug, and I thought you know what, I could do this, and then 
you know, let the let the dust settle on the radio world, sure. and then maybe come in the back door. Right, uh, right. Maybe already have a name for myself. Yeah, and yeah. Then Come in the back door, but right. I, it's been eighteen years. Sure. And I'm in Canada, so I still don't have a name. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I my mother doesn't even know who the fuck I am. It's amazing. Come on, man, you've got a great following out here. Yeah, it's been it's it's all right. Like I do have, yeah, I do have some some great friends and great. But uh, did you know back then, like when you were you like, I got the bug, I want to do comedy. I mean, for a lot of people, I mean, even like your parents, I'm sure, I'm sure they were supportive. But I mean, were they like, eh, maybe you should get an education and back this up? Like, was that imprinted on you, or were you just kind of like, go follow I, your dreams? I grew up in a family that it was university was kind of like a given. Right. It was like, yeah, yeah. Expectation. When you go to university. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like, or go out and get a trade. Right. Quite frankly, beyond a, a, a degree in communications, like, sure. fuck, I should have become a welder. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I would have been making $120,000 a year right now. Uh, but, you know, it was just kind of, I don't know, I just kind of grew up in that, you know, um, Probably the middle upper class dad. Right. My my father was in 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 the in the senior management. Mm-hmm. He always had and and in New Brunswick, my God, they was in a company where they had like, if you're the vice president, you live in this house. Right, and it was right. like the housers were assigned. I yeah. remember I was moving across the street because he got the bump. We and went from the greenhouse <laughs> to the fucking white house, and <laughs> no it looked way. like the white house. It was a <laughs> monster. Fucking, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's big monster home. All my friends always 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 were dicks to me because they always treated me like i was the fucking rich kid i never got shit from my parents man if i wanted a bike i had to raise half that money you gotta go work I for fucking, it yeah i fucking picked hazelnuts as a child yeah you ever picked a hazelnut <laughs> no never they man. are covered in cactus spikes <laughs> like i fucking and they're but they're the fibrous ones so right. they get under your nails and oh shit, man your hands fucked. just itch for fucking days and you put them in a bur- burlap sack and you smack them on the ground yeah and as a child I had upper class fucking, but I would stand on the road. Kids don't do that. These right, days. right, right. I would stand on the road with it with a clear cup. Yeah. And I would sell them. You just stand out like that. And then somebody pulls up, gives you five bucks. You dump that in a bag. And no then, way. Yeah. I sold hazelnuts but, and but, blueberries. And <laughs> but dude, that that work ethic, uh, since I've met you and known you. Uh, that still shines through then because, oh, thanks, yeah, because I mean, you're dude, you hustle hard, man. Like you're one of the most hardest working comics I've ever met, to I, be honest with you. I actually think I might be one of the harder working comics in Canada. You're like, always like, you I'm know, what's that? What's yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's book. Let's book. Yeah, right. Like, absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that's a, on it, you know, do you I, think that was imprinted like that because of those lessons early on of you having to work, even if you did come from pretty good means, like you had to work for everything you had. Yeah. I think that, I, th- I think that was a great childhood that I had like my dad no joke man if i wanted a new bike yeah it was i'll meet you halfway kid. right right but put in for it though you gotta yeah yeah out. i used to i had one deal with my dad when i was a kid i was probably getting really fucking ripped off <laughs> but one deal it would be awesome i remember when my dad was uh his shoes <laughs> right so i would shine his shoes it sounds like i'm fucking no no it's i grew great. up in the 40s it. <laughs> <laughs> i'm on the street and i was a little black kid at the time um, I freaking I would shine his shoes so I'd go he probably had a closet full of like fucking like you know 11 <laughs> pairs of shoes or whatever right right I'd pull them all out in the same <laughs> day 
fuck and, and he'd give me 50 cents a pair no way right? and then i'd basically he would get home from work and i'd invoice him <laughs> like, that's you know, brilliant guess dude. what i did after school <laughs> you owe me 750 motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally would shine all his shoes and get 50 cents a, a, a crack that's amazing man who was on the scene back then when you got into comedy who were you starting to work with or who took you under their wing or was there when any mentors I, yeah definitely the people that i looked up to uh, in Montreal, so I uh, there was no mentors. Let's say mm -hmm. in I don't even remember. I, I remember seeing one kid, maybe two years later. Well, no, it was longer than that. Maybe four or five years later, I remember seeing one of the guys in Ottawa. Right. And I remember he wore like he had a costume, so that was bad. <laughs> you know, it was like I don't think he ever made it. But I saw him in Ottawa years years later. Can't remember anybody's name from back in those days. Yeah. But where I really got my start was Montreal. So I did my first. First couple shows. Right. You know what I mean? Broke my cherry. Got my first pay. Sure. In Windsor, Ontario. I had a girlfriend there and I'd gone. So I'd done comedy maybe 15, 10, 15 times max. And I'd gone back basically to break up with a girl. Right. And um, it just happened that weekend that the middle bailed or something like that. So the guy asked me if I could do 10 minutes and he'd give me 15 bucks. No way. Yeah. And that was your first paid gig? It was the first fucking paid gig. Holy I remember, shit. I remember keeping that $15 in a frame on my, uh, in, on, a, on a picture. I can't remember what the, you know, just yeah. on, on the frame. And an asshole roommate was like, yeah, we ordered pizza. I owe you 15 bucks. I just <laughs> took it from the fuck. I'm like. Did you not happen to notice it was in a frame? It was frame. placed up there for a reason. <laughs> break, break the glass. <laughs> Fucking ass. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I'm surprisingly man. Still, still friends with that. <laughs> We're still very good friends. When did you make the move out to West? Uh, out West was uh, about uh, 2011. I, um, so, oh, well, back to also when you were saying, I just wanted to mention, give sure. a shout out, because one of, one of our friends died uh, just this year. I was at the funeral a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. um, so out in Montreal at the time, the names right. that you would know uh, that I looked up to, the elite sure. of that, that, there was a DJ, uh, DJ McCarthy. Right. Uh, he's the one who just passed recently. Oh, I saw that name on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. They, it, they were, it was kind of shrouded in secrecy, kind of almost what happened to him. Oh, one of his organs just gave out. But right. the last, the last uh, photos I saw of him, he didn't look healthy at Wasn't all. Wasn't looking good. Very gaunt. Yeah. And very, very gray. Right. And uh, he was also a big drinker, like many of us are, you know, so mm -hmm. I don't want to speculate, but I just did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably the fucking, <laughs> it was probably the rye. Um, so there was Heidi Foss. I've heard that name. Yeah. Uh, incredible writer. Yeah. Uh, incredible writer out of Montreal. She's done the festival a ton of times. Uh, Martha Chavez. Yes. I love Martha. Uh, yeah. Barry Julian. Barry ended up, uh, I think he ended up writing for like Colbert. He, wow. He won an Emmy. Holy shit. This guy was a very talented kid, but he his I say kid because he was like, he was always seemed like a kid, but he was older than me. Right, right, right. But uh, he, he also did comic books and shit like that. And then the, the brats, like the guys that were the brats was, it was myself. Right. Mike Patterson, Tim Rabnett. Um, who was there? James Mirovic doesn't do comedy anymore. And uh, another friend of mine, Matt Boylan. Wow. And Matt Boylan right now is involved in the biggest fucking um i don't know if it's a social experiment but have you heard about this flat earth society shit no dude there's morons out there that think <laughs> you're, that's fucking flat 
Yeah, yeah. And, and he's involved in this some, yes. somehow? Yes. I, I can't believe it. Like, I, w- I said to myself, you know what? I got to finally look at these videos and see yeah. what the – what is this Like, what shit? is he talking about? Yeah, what, what's they he preaching here? The, they say that the earth is a disc and basically the South Pole because nobody goes around the South Pole. Right. So they say that there's nothing there. Nothing there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's just tree stumps and fucking <laughs> just just roots and wires hanging out the fucking bottom, right? The Death Star, half the Death Star, half the Death Star. <laughs> oh my so god! So I'm watching this video, and I swear to God, I'm about. I think it was like a 12 video series, and I was like, I gotta see what these morons are fucking talking yeah. about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm watching this thing, and then lo and behold, the guy. And I remember Matt always talking about. Is that picture of a planet? Is that really a picture of a planet, or is it a painting? Always questioning everything. Always questioning. And then I'm watching this video, and like the grand poobah of freaking flat earth nonsense <laughs> goes, well, it kind of reminds me of the first time I ever the sto- heard the story about the Canadian kid, Matt Boylan. I was like, what did he say? <laughs> that name? I what? used to do comedy with that fucking guy. Get and the fuck out of here. Like, the guy was one of the funniest comics yeah. I've ever worked with, yeah. but he was also a narcissist, so right. there's no way he would ever be able to make it a living right? because I've seen Just for Laughs auditions where you got to do seven minutes sure. and him doing 23. Right, you right. You know what I mean? Right, like, you just, yeah. And still crushing it, but yeah. dude. You gotta get. There's other people here. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's ten of us on the show, and you just did half an hour. You asshole. You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. And he's fucking. And then I looked his name up and Flatter Society, and it's like I can't get believe what out. is going on. That's crazy. I almost think it's. It almost feels like the Trump thing. Yeah. Like is yeah, this yeah. a social experiment? Right. Like, are we just being? Duped? I keep waiting for that. Like, hey, we're like, ah, just, just fucking with you. Yeah. yeah and it just ya. never happens. We got gotcha. you. Yeah. It's like the whole Sweden thing. Like, this is crazy. Crazy he shit. Just, he throws out the weirdest lies. And I don't know. People are buying it. People are buying it. And I think what troubles me even more is like when they interview people, and of course they always go to these like, you know, red hot, you know, like Yuma, Arizona and shit. And people are just like, I love what he's doing for the country. I love what he, like. I just like what he's got I just, to say. Yeah, I'm just like, what the? Like, and how I'm are sorry you okay for with that? Right now. I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. for all those people and everything that's going on. It's crazy. Fine establishment. Crazy shit. Put together yourself furniture. It's nuts, man. You know what? I've seen you perform uh, quite a bit. Uh, I love your stuff. It's hugely funny. You talk a lot about, though. I think it's cool that you bring the crowd back to a lot of childhood shit, too, though, man. You talk about some of the shows you watched growing up. Mm -hmm. Uh, You do the uh, Littlest Hobo bit. I saw that one. That's fantastic. And uh, you you have a great ability to engage the crowd, to bring them in. And, and, uh, how long did that take you to kind of master that? Because I know a lot of comics stay away from that stuff. It's hard, man. It's hard to know when it turns around. I think I always enjoyed watching the comics. Mm-hmm. when Because when I – and that's another thing. Kids these days. You know, like I, <laughs> I'm 42. I can say it now. But I watch the kids these days that are, that are starting out. Right. And it just seems like there's so much fucking information. There's so much shit online. That I watch these kids show up to a show, mm-hmm. do their spot, and fuck off. Right. I don't understand. Yeah. Because I always, I was always there. Right. I'm not working yeah. weekends when I'm right. a kid. You're not working weekends on when you're right. a kid. There should be 10 fucking kids at the laugh shop. Right. Hoping for a guest spot. Right, right. And they're not there. Yeah. I get I get the same guy, the same guy, All I was there all weekend, and... For the first three shows, uh, yeah, for the first three shows was the same guy that got the guest spot. No shit. He showed up. Because nobody else was around. Nobody was there. You know what I mean? It's like, guys, get off your asses. 
and go see. But I think kids are like, well, just the younger generation. I don't know what it is, but I don't know. I never, I never got enough love for just doing those open mics. Yeah. That's a hard slog, man. Right, right. Wouldn't you want to work in front of a well, well-oiled crowd right. that just got brought up for 20 minutes? You know yeah. what I mean? They just got shown the way for 20 right. minutes by right. a proper host, yep. and then you get, to, you get to do your seven minutes or five minutes in front of 200 people. Yeah. See, I always got such a hard-on about watching those comics that paint a picture, and right. that's why I think I be just naturally ended up. Of course, I tried to do jokes, hey, and then I fucked the couch, or right, you right. know what I mean, like yeah, yeah. stupid jokes when you're a kid. Yeah, and I fell in. Notice I was in a seventh month relationship with a with a with a lazy boy. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? I tried yeah. to do jokes, but it wasn't me. You yeah, know? yeah. And uh, joke jokes aren't me. Stories are me. I'm right. from the East Coast. There's a rich history of people that talk. And yeah, just rock and tours, man. Great storytellers. My girlfriend hates it. Um, <laughs> shut the fuck up and let me have the moment just for once. Can I have a moment? Can I have a fucking? We've had that conversation more than once. I just and sweet girl though. By the way, man, dynamite chick. Yeah, yeah. I've met her a couple times. She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. very sweet girl. And and she's Montreal. She's Montreal hot. And she's mm-hmm. Montreal. Man, the Quebecer girls, and for me, I have to with a with a Quebec girl. You got a man is just like a sensitive white man. You gotta <laughs> fucking just try not to take it all on the chin, motherfucker, because that girl says what she thinks. You know yeah, there's I mean? no, like, yeah, there's no yeah, filters. If you fuck up, she looks you in the face and goes, ha, ha, and you're like, holy shit, I just got. I just get got there. <laughs> but coming from the East Coast, yeah, a lot of a lot of great storytellers. And I mean yeah. when you get further east, when you're like further than New Brunswick, you get in when you get in Nova Scotia right. and you get into Newfoundland, yeah. Everybody's fucking uncle is funnier than you. Man. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And when Uncle Ronnie starts telling a story, that kitchen cha- table hushes right up. Everybody you know listens I mean? up, man. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's great. You take your turn and everybody yeah, yeah. and and it's just beautiful the the that's what I love. That's what I love. I love. I love when somebody talks and I see color. Mm-hmm. You know, and somebody somebody speaking, and you just see that. You see the water flowing that they're talking about, or right. you know the the words. That picture the words, they're painting for you. Yeah. Pitch, just paint that picture exactly. Right. Yeah. That's incredible, man. What do you? What are your goals? What do you want to do coming up here? Because I know that you know you're obviously you're killing it across Canada. You've got uh, you're a very busy guy. What's on the books for you? I mean, as far as w- where do you want to go from here? Well, Jake, I, I don't know, man. You know, like I <clears throat> right now uh, I've uh, released an album called uh, Warning Canadian Content. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's been I wouldn't say blowing up, but it's been a nice supplemental income. Sure. You know what I mean? Like it's really it's a big help. It's yeah. A, and for any comic out there like that, when you're one, especially once you're headlining, you got to get on the merch. Like yeah. I've waited so long because we're all so not intro we're certainly not introverted but we're 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 not necessarily we don't necessarily fully believe in ourselves right. you know what i mean right. like it, it's tough to put yourself out there sure you know what i mean we're yeah. in a we're in a we're in a genre where you're i remember derek edwards said that to me it was like uh, i did a i did some sort of it was either a contest or maybe it was a just for laughs thing and i was like man like i couldn't stick to the script i just hate that feeling when you're being judged <laughs> and derek edwards is like well, I guess you picked the wrong medium there. <laughs> like, he's totally, right. totally true. Yeah, yeah, you got me there, pal. That was about ten years ago. He said that. I was like, yeah, you got me. You got me. But I think coming up, I just am looking forward 
I'm looking forward to the next level, Jake. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. There's a big jump between right now what I'm doing, right, and the next, the step. next level. Yeah. I'm as busy as I can be making mediocre Joe Job money right now. Sure. And, and I'm fucking booked. I'm fucking funny, but it's just about getting that next level. I, I, it would probably be hitting a couple festivals, getting yeah. that break. Yeah. And then, and then the the shows go from a thousand to three to five thousand. Right. In one right. step. Sure. You know what I mean. So yeah. it becomes, you go from making that middle class. You know what I mean. That yeah. middle class money to pow. Right. I've got a Lexus money. Do you think you need to move to a larger market as far as like not necessarily move physically, but, but ply your trade in larger markets. I know a lot of comedians in Canada have always had that mindset of I need to go to New York, I need to go to LA, I need to go to the UK, I need to do whatever. Is it possible to do it from here? I think with especially the way that uh, with technology, with podcasts, with mm -hmm. TV shows, um, I think it's possible to do it wherever you are. Mm -hmm. But you know what? New York, L.A. would probably, or Toronto, mm -hmm. would probably be a good idea. Right. But it's scary because, quite frankly, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying being a Barracuda right, right. now. Right, right. You know what? And if I go to L.A., I'm a fucking goldfish. Right, right. You know? Yeah. So that's that's the thing that scares me. And at this age, too, it's like, fuck, man. You know, like... What I want to yeah. do is, and I have been pitching, was a TV show. Right. Because I really feel, because as, as also a wine expert, I was looking at, you know, like the, the culinary uh, wine. Yeah. And, and dumbing wine down for people. So it's that's not. A smart. Yeah. It's that's not, a smart thing to do. Well, absolutely. Because people get really, people get really, um, really scared about uh, even talking about what they like because they. Because they, they're also using all the wrong words to sure. describe stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. I really feel like if I dumbed it down and, and help people understand, like when I do tastings, right. I love bring, bringing comedy into a wine tasting because it's usually so pretentious. I was going to say, man, comedy is such a great – it breaks down barriers for people, and, and it, makes them, it, it makes people loosen up in a way. Because, I mean, they always say, like, laughter is – that's an involuntary thing. You laugh because it's just a natural feeling of – I, this is funny. Like it's I don't. Breaker, yeah, bro. absolutely. So I know, like in the states, they do stuff like you know, comedy traffic. You know, school they do driving stuff with comedy. Like there's always a way to break it up. But I mean, like I'm one of those people who I enjoy wine. I collect wine. I do all that type of stuff. I don't know the first fucking thing about it. I don't know anything about it. So when you say something like that, I'm like, God, that would make so much sense for so many people because I don't know the difference between a good Merlot or a good Shiraz. You know, you know what I mean. Right. So like, I think. When you when you open up that that ability to to relate to people on a level of where they've let go of some of that pretentiousness, they've let go of some of that embarrassment of not knowing about what the fuck they're talking about, and you make it a normalized thing for them while educating them. Right, that's a win win, man. It totally is, but the uh, the only the only seems to be the only drawback for some reason the Food Networks I don't understand, but they don't seem to want to touch booze mm -hmm. so much. Right, I don't know why, you know. And it's also hard to describe. It's not that it's hard to describe, but I don't know. It feels like just a glass of wine is a glass of wine. But when right. you have a plate of food, 
there's a lot more visual going on. Sure. You know what I mean? Whether it's a Merlot or a Shiraz, it's going to look the same in the glass. Right. It's going to smell different. Sure. You know, you're going to have different you're going to have different nuances and stuff like that. But that's totally for the, the whoever's doing it. Right. And it feels like it's kind of lost. So I was I was pitching a show that included food and travel and booze or right. wine or beer or what. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? And and having basically kind of like a food travel show, right? That was thirty 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 or thirty three thirty three. I was a communications major, not a math expert. And uh, but yeah, it just um, it just kind of seems to be people. I don't know. It's so easy for people to say no. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm, I imagine now. I mean, like with the like you said earlier about the availability of technology and i mean i'm sure they get a million pitches of of different stuff but uh yeah that seems like that would be uh that'd be kind of like a niche thing though man i think that would be kind of a cool thing to to introduce so i don't know why people would not go for that it's been a it's been a hard slog if you uh nobody in that world uh send them my way man it's one of those have you ever shot a pilot for it did you ever shoot anything for it that That would be a good thing that might be the next step yeah yeah i mean just to say this yeah, is yeah, what it looks like packaged. Because no. everybody always goes, well, isn't somebody doing the, the something like that? You right, know what I mean? Right. It's so easy, man. Yeah, it's yeah, so, yeah. oh, that sounds like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, fuck, yeah. Man. You know, like everybody's so, um, it's just, yeah, they're so tight on their, their money. It's like uh, what Frank Zappa used to talk about with the record executives. Right. You know, same thing, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I've, I've learned over the past couple of years is uh, I, I've learned that if I if I package something already and present it, it's about nine ninety percent better than if I just come to them with, with an idea. Just an idea. Because then they're like, well, we got to invest production. We got to invest people into it. And now what I found is that more it's about providing content because they don't want to invest in production. They don't want to do all that bullshit. If you do it for them, they're like, yeah, we'll just buy it from you or whatever, right? right? You keep producing it, but we'll buy it from you. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It might might be getting a production company on board and just, and going that route rather than, rather than the bigger fish. Yeah. 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 You're absolutely right. Yeah. It might be. Yeah. Sold the idea. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. (laughs) It's amazing, man. Uh, where can people find you, and what's up next for you, man? Because I know this uh, this podcast is going to be dropping in uh, two days. So, okay. where where wh- wh- what can we plug for you? Well, yeah, this weekend I am going to be in uh, lovely uh, half burnt out <laughs> Fort McMurray. <laughs> uh, so I'm going up to uh, Fort Mac for this weekend, but then um, in a couple weeks I'm heading to Halifax, uh, headlining out in Halifax, St. John, New Brunswick. And then uh, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out east basically for like a month. Right. I'm doing downtown Toronto. So nice. if you're in Toronto, come see me on the. It's in the 20s and around 21, 22, 23, 24, something like that. There, yeah. it's like Wednesday to Wednesday to Saturday in March. And then uh, I, at some point, I hit London, Ontario, uh, Ottawa. Um, I think that's it. And then I hit Seattle. And then into May is going to be uh, Vancouver and Abbotsford. Abbotsford, okay. Yeah. Awesome, then, man. And then I got to figure out the schedule from there back to Calgary, I guess. Well, we'll definitely put all the links up on the uh, podcast description. I know Kira's handling the production this week, so uh, thank you, Kira, for doing that. And thank uh, you, Kira. <laughs> and hey, we man, were talking about how hot she was earlier, <laughs> weren't we? I don't know what you're talking uh, about. I, I have was, no idea. I what was you're talking doing. About <laughs> oh man hey thanks for doing this Andrew appreciate it
All right, folks, and there you have it, the interview with the very funny, very talented Mr. Andrew Albert. Uh, I, I really want to uh, do another podcast with him down the road. I have a feeling that I've only scratched the surface of uh, his background, and I just, you know, I've been in the business, and I, I want to hear stories, man. I want to hear stories with Andrew Albert. I think that would be a great podcast. Road Stories with Andrew Albert. Could be big. Could be big. We got some other plans together, though. That's right. Yeah, you guys are going to see big stuff happening out west. All right, folks, on behalf of myself and the entire crew here at Yuck Yucks, Mr. Mark Breslin, executive producer Kira Williams, co-producer Camille Argue, and, of course, the man who lays down all the beautiful acoustic tracks for this uh, beautiful podcast, Mr. Lane Argue. Check him out, lanearguguitar.com. And, uh, hey, we will see you next week. <laughs>